Hey, Top Fans, it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here with Jackson with another Decades. It's the 90s. We finally got there. And I apologize. I've been a little under the weather why we haven't had some. So if I sound a little weird, it's eh, whatever. Right. But Jackson, it's the 90s. Are you ready? We finally yeah, got I mean, there. A decade I was alive at. So <laughs> uh, let me tell you, Jackson, I've had text messages, IMs on Instagram. They're like, dude, this guy pulls some things out of his hat. It's awesome. So, you know, I'm going to, you start off tonight. You tell me who's your first player. I mean, I'm going to start with a player, you know, I'm very fond of Tony Gwen. Oh, I mean, how can we not talk about Tony Gwen in the nineties? I mean, the Padres were only good for a brief period of the nineties because in part of Tony Gwen and he came the closest to anyone hit ever hitting 400 at 394 in 1994. Yep. But I mean, for the decade, he had 1,700 hits, batted 344, had an 865 OPS. Tony Gwen was, I mean, one of the greatest hitters who ever lived. The leave a list like this would be very egregious. And great guy. Great guy. Absolutely. Mr. Padre, like he wasn't involved in scandal or anything like that. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. So are you ready for mine? I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to be a Dodger homer to start out. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. Michael Piazza. Ooh. Like you're talking nineties, right? All-star 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. For most of you that are younger, you think he was a Met. No, he started as a Dodger. He played two games with the Florida Marlins um, in a trade that I don't want to talk about because I actually cried in that trade. Um, he had 1,200 hits during this decade, 240 home runs. Um, he had a, a OPS um, of 966, and he hit 328. From a catcher's perspective, anything you get out of a catcher, anything you get out of a catcher from an offensive side, gravy. So I'm going to start, you know, you, you can't say Mike Piazza is not one of the best in the 90s, yeah. right? I mean, Piazza's iconic as just an all-time great catcher. Exactly. And in the 90s, you think like, you think guys like Mike Piazza. Yep, yep. I, I'm going to be a homer now. Go for it. You better. <laughs> in this decade, you better. <laughs> the Bra the Braves, Braves were pretty good in the 90s, just a little good. I You're mean okay. – <laughs> I'm, I'm going to package two players together only so I could use this line uh, for you top fans who've never seen this commercial. Look up Chicks Dig the Log Ball. We, we have referenced that before. And it's Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin, who are arguably yep. one of the best pitching duos of all time. Uh, we could start with uh, Greg Greg's accomplishments. I mean, he played for the Cubs until 1993. He signed with the Braves. I mean, he won four straight Cy Youngs from 1992 to 1995. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. He was constantly leading the league at innings, starts, quality starts, wins. He had 176 wins in the decade, 667 win percentage as well. Started 331 games, pitched 2,300 innings. I mean, all that with a whip just over one. <laughs> yep. Absolutely crazy. 75 complete games. And then his partner, Tom Glavin, uh, 
Braves drafted Todd Glavin. Todd Glavin won two Cy Young Awards in the 90s, won one in 1991 and one in 1998. I mean, he only had 164 wins with a 3.21 ERA. Uh, you know, 327 starts, 2,200 innings pitch. When do you he's think okay. the Braves? He's okay. I, you know, <laughs> he's pretty good. So what do you think the Braves in the 90s? Those are probably the, the top two players that pop up in my head. I have a couple, a couple more down the line that you better. You you have one <laughs> offensive player that if you don't mention, I'm gonna reach to the screen and strangle you. <laughs> I you better. I'm purposely I'm not saying the name because you better mention it. <laughs> oh, so, he'll he'll come up later, but yeah, just Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin. Well, I'm gonna stay on the bump as well. And I'm gonna give you a pitcher that again started with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tommy Lasorda said this kid is too skinny. And he won't make a difference. Okay. <laughs> 107 wins, 50 losses in the decade. 2.83 ERA. He pitched 1,359 innings, 28 complete games. Okay. 1,534 strikeouts from 92 to 99. 10.2 strikeouts per nine innings. Tommy Lasorda said this kid is too skinny and he'll never be as good as his brother, Ramon. Okay, let's trade him. We traded him to the Montreal Expos. You guys don't know that he was a Dodger. You probably don't know he was an Expo, but you do recognize him as a Boston Red Sox. Who am I talking about, Jackson? Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez. Pedro freaking Martinez. We traded. Why? Just give him a couple cheeseburgers. I mean, come on. Well, so, it, but, and looking at those numbers, it's crazy to me. His, his rookie campaign in '93, 2.61 ERA as a rookie, ten and five. You're going to trade? You're going to trade a player like that? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, it wasn't like Tommy missed a meal. Tommy, just take him out with you. Like, get if you're if you're not happy with how much skin he has on his bones, you take him out for pasta. Teach this kid about pasta. Whatever. Don't trade him though. I mean, but Jackson, do you know most people don't know that he was a Dodger? Yeah, I, I, I remember. I looked at it. I vaguely remember. I was like, "Yeah, there's a picture of him in a Dodgers uniform." Well, yeah, that's right. We, he played for the Dodgers. We drafted him because his brother Ramon was lights out. And yeah, anyways, it's just that's one of those Dodger. You shake your head and you go, "Oh, I can't believe this happened." I mean, remember the '99 All Star game? He whiffed like four or five people to start the the game in Boston. Yeah. It was amazing. So. Anyways, before I strangle myself because of bad 90s moves for the Dodgers, Jackson, who you got next? I mean, I like staying on the bump. There was a lot of – we can get to the big bruisers of the hitters later, but I'm going to talk about the tallest man ah. in baseball. Yes. With the best hair and mustache combo in the 90s. Yes. Big, tall left-hander. Uh, bird killer. May, bird killer. Yeah, bird killer. May have heard of him. Uh, started his career in Montreal, then went on over to Seattle, and then uh, went over to a, a small expansion team named Arizona. But we might talk about him in the 2000s, too, because of what he did over there. Right. I'm talking about Randy Johnson, the big unit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's, my gosh. He's one of those pitchers I remember from my childhood. That Every yeah. time Randy Johnson pitched, it was just like, got to watch Randy Johnson. He threw so hard. He had this crazy windup from 6'10". I mean, he won two Cy Youngs in the decade, <laughs> finished runner-up twice more, and finished third another year. 
yep. the, the man was just an absolute monster. And my, my favorite stat inscribed Randy Johnson in this decade is a uh, 1992, 1993. He had 241 strikeouts in 1992, 18 hit by pitches, 93, 308 strikeouts, 16 hit by pitches. The, the classic effectively wild made him just that much more intimidating. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, listen, I showed my wife that bird thing. She had never seen it. I showed her during spring training. She's like, oh, poor bird. Like she thought it was fake. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stay on the bump one more time, unless you mention the other person that I'm thinking of. Um, this is a guy probably – I want to say he defined, and he only played four years in this decade. He had arm issues and things like that. He was an all-star in 99. Um, he played for the Houston Astros. Um, he kind of defined relief pitching. Now, he went 17 and 14, but he had 101, strike, uh, 101 saves. Um, he had 394 strikeouts, and his strikeout per nine innings was 14, 14 even. Billy Wagner. Ah, People don't yeah. talk about him enough because of his arm injuries, but a left-handed guy that could throw hundred miles an hour back in the mid nineties was a rarity coming out of the bullpen. And he was, when you knew you were playing the Astros and you knew he was coming in, you're like, and we're going to talk about another guy. I'm sure that played for the Yankees with some saves and stuff, but yeah. this guy, you knew it was kind of lights out. And there were times that he pitched and he almost was like wild thing, Ricky Vaughn. Cause you didn't know sometimes he'd wind up and throw 101 mile an hour and you didn't know where it was going. And these batters are just sitting up there shaking. It was awesome. So props to Billy, Billy Wagner. Yes. Billy, Wa Billy Wagner for hall of fame is all I'm going to say. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, um, I'm going to go to a couple players that I'm very fond of from my childhood. I also played in the mid-2000s. I'm going to start with uh, a guy who ended up with over 600 career home runs. I'm going to talk about Jim Tomey for a minute. Oh, my gosh. Great call. Yeah. Uh, he played for the Indians in the decade. Uh, I mean, he only had 883 hits, but 196 of them were home runs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know about Jim Tomey. He was, a, he was a power machine, 181 doubles. I mean – his OPS was 959 for the decade. He drew 646 walks. So that's like 72 walks a season. And considering he barely played in 91, 92, or 93, <laughs> that's just, he was just absolutely disgusting on the back half of that decade. He's, he's what made Cleveland good. Yeah. The, the back half of that decade, him and uh, a guy named Manny Ramirez, who we may or may not talk about. <laughs> yeah. He may get the honorable mention because it was the 2000s that Manny really. But that, Jackson, it's funny that you mentioned that there's a MLB documentary, and I forget what they call it, about the Cleveland Indians of the 90s. Um, and they were a dominant team. Nobody recognizes it because they didn't win a series, right? But they were a dominant team, and they went into the series in 97 and got beat by Florida. But they were good. And Jim They Tomey, lost to the Braves in 95, too. That's true. Jim Tomey was the type of dude you just loved. He just shows up, big burly guy, boom. You know, let me just hit the crap out of the ball. It was awesome. I like good call. Good call. Okay. Here's my my last bump factor. Okay. Staying on the bump. Um, you'll appreciate this one, Jackson. Uh, this guy 
made his debut in the early eight, mid eighties, pitched all the way through the 2010 ishes or so, but 90 to 99 all-star appearances, 90, 91, 92, 97, 98, Cy Young, 91, 97, 98, 152 wins, 89 losses, 302 um, ERA, 2,101 strikeouts in that decade, 8.7 strikeouts per nine innings. He played for the Boston Red Stockings, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the New York Mets. Who am I talking about? Let's see, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Mets. Oh, I feel like I should know this one. I think you Roger stumped Clemens. me. Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens played for the Mets? No, Yankees. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yankees. No, oh, okay, New- Yankee. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Roger, you know, a lot of controversy <laughs> around steroids. Forget that. I'm not worried about the controversy. What he did on the Hill, fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't say enough of what he did on the bump. I mean, he's, yeah, another one of those guys. He won four Cy Youngs at one point in his career in a row. I yeah, mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, great, great pitcher. Yep. So, who you got next, Jackson? Uh, I'm going to go with a player you're probably super familiar with. My dad, one of my dad's favorite players, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, you stole my Ken. next one. Oops. Good job. <laughs> I mean, Griffey was absolutely ridiculous. He brought uh, kind of the – I don't want to call it like swag. He kind of brought that modern-day attitude you see from a lot of players, the bat flipping, the the backwards hat, the eye backwards black. Hat. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Ken Griffey brought to the table. I mean, rightfully so. He had 382 home runs in the decade, 1,600 hits. He scored over 1,000 runs, stole 151 bases at a 965 OPS. He hit more than 40 home runs five six times yep i'm saying and he only won one mvp somehow <laughs> and he had to hit 56 home runs and have 147 rbis to do it in 1997 which is yeah. just absolutely that's an absolutely ridiculous his slash line was 304 batting average 382 on base 646 slugging yeah he 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 is kind of in the 90s like what jordan was in the 80s with the bulls Right. Jordan, when he came in, he kind of brought this weird swag to the Bulls, got him to start winning. Griffey brought that weird swag, started getting Seattle to win. Right. I mean, he was just a lot of fun to watch. I'll never forget. I'll never forget a night in Anaheim. And I wasn't at the game, but I remember watching and the replays are all over the place. King Griffey Sr. is playing left field. King Griffey Jr. is playing right field for Seattle fly ball to left center and Griffey jr. Steals it from his dad runs right in front of him and steals it from his old man. And then runs in best, best clip ever. Best clip ever. All right. I promised you I'd get off the bump. I'm off the bump. Um, I'm going to talk about not necessarily a traditional second baseman, but he made his, uh, made his career at second base. Um, 24 to 33 this decade. Age-wise, all-star, 91, 92, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. Silver Sluggers, 94, 95, 97, 98. 1,728 hits, 136 home runs, um, batted 297, OPS of 827, 
And what's amazing about this, 362 doubles and 35 triples. And that's going to go to Craig Biggio. You can't have a decade without mentioning Craig Biggio. This is the guy that laces it up and just plays every day the right way. Yeah, I mean, another fun fact about Craig Biggio is he's the all-time leader in hit-by-pitches. Yeah, yes. He, yes. he was not afraid to crowd the plate. He was not afraid to lean over the plate. He was just that gritty, grindy type of second baseman. Yes, really absolutely. Fantastic absolutely. player. Okay, Jackson, you've, you've nailed six. You got three more and then a few honorable mentions. Who's your next pick? I mean, I got to talk about my boy Chipper Jones. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just, just to put it into perspective for some people, Chipper Jones uh, played eight games in 1993, was injured all of 1994. So he really only had five full seasons in the 90s. And boy, did he, he take advantage of that. He had 153 home runs in those five seasons, um, 524 RBIs, batted 301, 390, 394 on base, 529 slugging. That's a 923 OPS. I mean, he just broke in, started in left field, uh, suffered a knee injury, moved to third base, and just became a cornerstone and a notorious Mets Mets fans cover years and notorious Met killer throughout his life. Uh, one of the top three switch hitters to play the game. Uh, Chipper showed up, and you know he was he was a leader on that Atlanta Braves team in the '90s, and he was a leader for the rest of his career. Agreed. Agreed. Listen, there's not, there's not, and he was a Dodger killer, by the way. I hated him anytime they were playing the Braves, but I respect him. He was a great player. I had nothing negative to say about him, but he was a Dodger killer. So nice call. Okay. Now as a Dodger fan, I'm going to hate to say this next one, but you top fans out there, you top fan rivalry fans that are listening to this, will crucify me if I don't. Okay. MVP, 1990, 343, um, batting average, 302, on-base percentage, 1,036, home runs, 361. Started as a Pittsburgh Pirate, now a San Francisco Giant. This hurts me, Dodger fans, but I have to mention Barry Bonds. Like, I mean, yeah, Jackson, can I, I not? I mean, I mean. Uh, controversy aside, Barry Bonds was already an all-time great player before the alleged incidents that we're not going to get into, but he was an absolute, absolute animal (laughs) in the 90s. I will tell you this, for those of you top fans, that if you haven't watched Barry Bonds play in Pittsburgh when he was trying to be a 40-40 guy, a 50-50 guy, the guy could run. I told you how many stolen bases he had. The guy could freaking flat out run and so and then somehow or another he gained three hat sizes on the flight from pittsburgh to san francisco and the rest is history but we've got to mention him for the 90s yeah and being a braves homer all i've got to mention is sid slide 
Barry was a very, <laughs> very in that moment, normally a five tool player turned into a four and a half tool player in history. <laughs> online. Jackson. I love it. I love it. I love it. For, for those of you that don't know, just look up Sid, Sid Bream slide. Yep. Sid slide. It's very famous in Atlanta. So. All right, Jackson player number eight for you. Who you got? Some people might call this a waste of a space or a misuse of a space on such a tight list. Yeah, I'm a very big fan of this guy getting into the Hall of Fame. Um, he hit 300 home runs in the decade, had 975 RBIs, 895 OPS, 1,500 hits. He played for, this is your hit, Bill, Toronto, San Diego, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Devil Rays. Who am I talking about? 300 home runs. You know, I don't know. It's the crime dog. Oh, Fred McGriff. Fred, Fred oh, McGriff. yes. He played for the Dodgers, too. Yeah. Fred McGriff is criminally underrated. Um, I mean, he should be in the Hall of Fame. 493 home runs for a career. I don't care how long he played. I Just looking at his numbers in the 90s, he was just an absolute kind of pillar of consistency. He's given you anywhere from 27 to 30 home runs for eight straight years. Yeah. I mean, OPS over 800. Was an all-star several times, finished top 10 at MVP, MVP voting four times. Yeah. I mean, yeah. average 79 walks a season. That's really good. And I think he's just kind of overshadowed by some some of the other guys we've talked about this decade, the Barry Bonses and maybe a couple other hitters we might talk about here at the end. But yeah. the crime. Yeah, back. no, Jackson, that's not a waste of a call. That is a very, very, very good call. Um, I mean, he's – Crime dog is he was legit in the nineties. And so I like that call. Good, good mention. Good mention. All right. You ready for my next one? Yes. Okay. This one to me is captain obvious. This is one of those ones that if you don't mention it, what are you, what are we talking about? Right. Um, MVP 93, 94, all-star 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. Um, he, uh, Silver Slugger, 91, 93, 94, 1,564 hits, 301 home runs. Listen to this, 1,076 walks. Batting average in the decade, 320. OPS, 1,013. Played his entire career on the south side of Chicago. The guy... Could take on Hulk Hogan in size. Frank Thomas. That's a great call. Yeah, you you can't mention the 90s without mentioning Big Frank, right? I mean, Big Hurt. This guy is – if I'm a pitcher and I'm 60 feet, six inches away from this guy, I'm thinking, just don't hit it back to me. <laughs> just don't hit it back at me. Hit it anywhere, just not to me. <laughs> so, awesome. Okay. Yeah. He was one of those rare power hitters that just never struck out. Probably right. one of the more frustrating types of hitters out there. Okay. So, Jackson, you got one more pick, and I got one more pick, and then we'll mention three honorable mentions. How's that? Because we could do this all night. Yeah. And I mean, there. I have like four, four or five players right here. I mean, okay. I want, I, I want to name one. But I'm going to let the Braves homer and me take over. We're going to just talk about John Smoltz instead. <laughs> <laughs> Great call. 
Great call. I love that Hundred, call. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was a starting pitcher before he was a closing pitcher. I mean, but he, he won 143 games in the decade, 2,100 innings. Um, you know, just uh, another guy that was just an integral piece of that, that 90s Braves team. Just, yep. It's crazy to think that they had a rotation of one point of Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. That's three Hall of Fame pitchers so in their prime. Yeah. They were both in 1994. They were both, all three of them were around 26, 27 years old, all in their prime. It's just, it's ridiculous. That'd be the equivalent of having prime Jacob DeGrom with prime Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. You know, and you could throw prime Verlander in there if you want, you know, that would be a crazy rotation. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I listen, I was surprised you didn't mention him earlier, honestly, because it, as a baseball person in the 90s, when you're thinking Braves, you're thinking Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox. Like, that was that rotation. That's why those guys won so many games in the 90s. Offense sells tickets, defense wins games. Right? I love that call, Jackson. Gosh, you're, you're nailing it. Now that we're back into when we were alive, I think, or when you were alive, you're nailing it. This is awesome. Okay, Jackson, tell me what you think about this pick before we go into your honorable mentions. Okay, here's my last pick. And I, again, I would be remiss by not mentioning this guy. This guy was an MVP in 95, all-star, 90, 91, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 99. Silver Slugger, 90, 91, 92, 95, 96, 98, 99. 1,447 hits. Um, 269 doubles, 137 home runs, um, 303 batting average, OPS 854, World Series champion in 1990, played his entire career in Cincinnati. Who am I talking about? I don't know. Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin. Yeah, you got to – this guy is the guy, Jackson, that just slides under the radar. It, you know, nobody's talking about him. They're talking about the Griffies or the Frank Thomases or the Braves pitching staff. And this guy just goes out and puts up 1,400 hits in a decade. Yeah. I mean, it's great. All right. Give me your three honorable mention. You got to nail it down to three. All right. Uh, my father would – I have a brother named after him, so my father would – absolutely give me a tongue lashing if I did not mention Calvary Quinn Jr., the okay. Iron Man himself. I mean, won an MVP in 1991. I mean, set the, set the record for most consecutive games played. Yep. Had 1,500 hits in the decade, 305 doubles, under 98 home runs. Yep. Uh, he only hit 278. And by, by standard metrics, only a, only a 783 OPS, but that was showing up every day and playing shortstop and then okay. moving to third base. I mean... How can you mention the 90s without mentioning Cal Ripken Jr.? Right. All right. right. And I, this one might surprise you. My other honorable mention, I have a guy who was a centerpiece for the Yankees, one of their kind of uh, at the end of the 90s when they got their run going. He was a really big piece of that. It's Bernie Williams. Yes, Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams kind of had a, a sneaky second half of the 90s. Uh I mean, for the decade, 151 home runs, 1,200 hits. And that was without regular playing time for the first couple of years of the decade. Posted mm -hmm. 876 OPS, 
I mean, won three gold gloves. This guy, I, this guy is a kid. One of my earliest remembers. I remember Bernie Williams being just one of those players you talked about when you talked about the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have one of these two on your list. My last one. I mean, I could pick one. You'll mention the other. I'm going to talk about Sammy Sosa. Uh, yep. Controversy aside, um, I mean, smack 332 home runs. I mean, you could argue that he saved baseball in 1998 with Mark McGuire when he won MVP, where he smacked mm-hmm. 66 home runs, 158 RBIs. I mean, 417 walks. <laughs> Just yeah. crazy. Just 840 OPS. Yep. Yep. Those are phenomenal picks. Um, yeah, Sammy Sosa's. I'm going to mention the other one. So I was wondering which one you were going to mention, if you're going to mention both. Yeah, not. I wasn't going to steal both of them from you. <laughs> okay, so here's my three honorable mentions. Obviously, Mark McGuire. Um, yes, you can argue that he and Sammy say baseball after the 94 strike. Um, even, even Cal Ripken breaking the Ironman record didn't get the draw that people thought it would get um, and bring back baseball. And so it was McGuire and Sosa. Forget the controversy. It was great for baseball to have that home run chase. Um, a guy that we're going to talk about a lot in the 2000 era, but he started his kind of his giddy up save stuff was Mariano Rivera. Another good okay. player. We, we got to mention him because he, he did start 95. He didn't have a ton of, um, he wasn't the Mariano Rivera that he was by the time he retired, but he was still pretty good. Um, the Yankees won a couple World Series with him as a closer. My final one is going to tick off every Mets fan, especially on July 1st, every year. Um, but he was incredible when he was in the 90s, and that's Bobby Bonilla. I know you Mets fans that are listening to this are going, dude, we got to pay the guy a million bucks every July 1st. Good for him. He negotiated something well, and you guys messed it up. <laughs> but I have to tell you, the guy was good in the 90s, and so we got to mention him. Jackson, we've just mentioned, between the both of us, we've just mentioned 24 outstanding players, and we could do this all night. We can mention another 100. We didn't talk about Ricky Henderson. Um, Didn't talk about Trevor Hoffman. We didn't talk about Trevor Hoffman. Um, But there's 100 names out there that – so top fans, please, by all means, as you're listening to this, Send us an, send me on Top Fan Rivalry. Uh, send me an IM. Tell us who we missed. If you want to come on, let us know. But hey, there's something that Jackson and I are going to start doing, and this is exciting. And for you top fans that want to be a part of it, um, Jackson and I, you know, we're running out of decades, and we were talking, and we were talking about how can we support the Top Fan group because you guys are phenomenal. The notes that I get all the time, you guys are great. Years and years and years ago, there used to be a thing called This Week in Baseball, where they did a review. Jackson and I, once a week, are going to do a a look back, a week review look back. And we're going to just go through and highlight. It'll just be a 10 or 15 minute podcast where we're going to highlight some of the things that happened, some exciting games, milestones that happened, looking back on it. So top fans, look for that. That will probably drop in the next week or two. But if you want to be a part of that, Send us an IM. Send me an IM and say, hey, listen, I'd like to be a part of this. You can send Jackson an IM at Top Fan Stats Guy if you like. 
or send the top 10 rivalry an IM. We'll work you into the schedule. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jackson, I think we did good this time, don't you? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I just thought of another obvious one that, you know, controversy aside, you know, Alex Rodriguez, we didn't even talk about. That's, that's how many thousands. Yeah. I, he'll, I purposely left him out. Yeah. He'll pop up in the 2000s, but it's just let us know your favorite player that we missed. I mean, we yeah. missed so many players. There are so many good players on the those 90s Cleveland teams, some players from Toronto in the early yeah. 90s, just a lot of good players that we missed. Yeah. Um, but we're just excited to be back and be recording. And uh, we really appreciate your guys' support. Just let us know. And we love the interaction with you guys. And we appreciate yeah. you, you all listening and coming on. And Let us know what we can do. Yeah. Woo! Top fan rivals, we're done for this one. Enjoy it. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Jackson.